0: We the people have to watch this first incision
1: Hello and welcome to Inside the Writers Room, a podcast of the Choices program at Brown University. My name is Tanya Waldberger, and I'm here with the Choices Writing Team. Hello, I'm Mackenzie Abernathy. I'm Andy Blackadar.
2: I'm Susanna Bechtel. And I'm Lindsay Tershan.
1: So you've just completed a total rewrite of the curriculum Immigration and the U.S. Policy Debate. And I know there was a very specific reason as to why you initially decided to revise this curriculum. Can you tell me about that?
0: Sure. Initially, the spark for us was the global refugee crisis. We started thinking about this last spring. Uh, This would have been our 15th revision of this curriculum unit, and we thought it would be fairly small, but we thought it was essential to incorporate the fact that there are 65 million displaced people now in the world, and that this information needed to be brought into our materials on this, especially as debate in the United States was beginning to heat up about what to do with refugees.
2: Yeah, but I think, you know, the more that we looked at our existing unit, while also kind of assessing the current political climate, we realized this wasn't going to be a simple Um, revision for us. And that in addition to the refugee crisis, there were a lot of other things that we wanted to add to our unit. Um, So our plans changed and we realized that we had a lot of work to do.
3: A lot of work is right. And the new unit that we ended up with incorporates political, economic, and cultural perspectives that have influenced U.S. immigration policy debate since even before the founding of the country. The text also reveals a trend of exclusion based upon race, religion, and ethnicity, even though this is unpleasant to realize and discuss.
0: Yeah, we had sort of realized that in earlier editions we'd focused on that trend of exclusion in the first part of U.S. history, focusing largely on the 19th century, but we tended to move away from it because it's such a difficult topic uh, when we were looking at the 20th century and early 21st century. So we wanted to put that in.
1: So you're covering hundreds of years of immigration history in this curriculum, which is a daunting task, to say the least. Uh, In representing this history, was there any one thing
4: that you found particularly challenging? Well, I think that immigration is certainly a complex and controversial topic to write about and to teach about. But one of the greatest challenges that we faced was the question of how to address hateful perspectives in these materials. You know, if we're asking students to step into the current immigration debate in this country... But much of that debate is really steeped in racism, religious intolerance, and Islamophobia. Then, how do we go about broaching these subjects? And we really had to confront this challenge when we were developing our policy options for the role play lesson. So, for teachers who may not be familiar uh, with the choices role play, can you explain what that is? Sure. So, the role play is an activity where we lay out three or four major policy positions on a topic. Um, teachers then assign students to roles which they may or may not agree with, and then they simulate the immigration debate that's happening today in the u s. And this was really the point where we were faced with this big question. Do we incorporate these inflammatory views into the role play? Do we want students to debate perspectives that are hateful or racist? And you know, do we really want to bring that into the classroom?
0: I have to confess that the the thought of that is very daunting, and we spent many, many hours debating amongst ourselves, uh, having really extensive conversations about how to deal with this issue sensitively, but in a way that um, doesn't leave out um, or make a, a debate inauthentic. Um, so that was a huge, huge issue. And I guess I was advocating for a more cautious uh, way of doing that because of the thought of having students advocate or articulating a racist point of view or a point of view that could be hurtful to someone else in that classroom, I think is Um, is a fairly daunting thought for me, and I advocated for a more cautious route on this.
3: And while I can agree with you, Andy, that this is very challenging to teach, I think that leaving controversial topics out does not change the fact that they exist. Students are likely to encounter them at some point. And as educators, we have the opportunity to equip students with the knowledge and skills to disagree gracefully. The classroom is one of the only places where a group of people from various backgrounds can come together to be guided in asking questions and learning to expect differences of opinion. Challenging students to understand and even just ask what motivates people who think differently seems an important step in order to bridge the beliefs that deeply divide us.
2: Well, yeah, and I think, you know, in addition to that, It's also a disservice to students, in my opinion, who have experienced this kind of racism, this kind of hatred. And I think, you know, it feels to me like we have a responsibility to provide teachers with the tools that they need and are looking for to make a space for students to discuss these things, whether they've experienced them or not.
4: Yeah, and we also wanted to include these perspectives to demonstrate the historical connections as well. So U.S. immigration policy and public opinion has long been influenced by racism and xenophobia. So students will explore the history of different iterations of discrimination and exclusion based on race, ethnicity, and religion. Um, They'll read about the rise of anti-Catholic sentiment and the Know-Nothing Party in the 19th century to the Chinese Exclusion Act, along with lots of other examples throughout U.S. history. And our hope is to lay the groundwork to allow students to follow these threads of racism and religious intolerance up to the present, and ultimately be able to grapple with more recent developments in the immigration debate, like policy proposals to ban Muslims or Syrians, or suggestions to require a religious test for immigrants. And so we worked these types of controversial issues and policies into the role play um, so that students could really begin to wrestle with them.
1: some teachers may still find this very controversial and problematic. So how can teachers do this role play and have it be a constructive
2: activity? I think it's good to go into this activity, maybe a little nervous and being cautious because it is so challenging. But I think there's a couple things that teachers might want to do. Um, and one of those is having a discussion with your students before and after the role play and just being really open with them. Acknowledge that this is a difficult topic, and there's a lot of reasons as to why that's difficult. Maybe have your students brainstorm why it's so difficult. And then also, though, I think it's really important in that conversation with your students to emphasize why it is so important that they have a conversation about this, despite the fact that they're difficult and maybe uncomfortable.
3: And I think there's a lot to be said for teachers knowing what's best for their students in their classrooms. Teachers can be strategic about assigning groups or maybe assigning roles randomly. And it can also be helpful to remind students that the options might not reflect their own views, but what's important is to understand the motives that shape each perspective.
0: I agree with all of that. I think the other thing to remember about the role play is that Um, While it includes this dimension that we're talking about as being challenging, it's just one dimension of many that are included in the role play. And those other dimensions are the economic impacts and questions about uh, immigration, the security questions about immigration. What kinds of responsibilities should the United States have to refugees? So it's a much broader role play. Um, This is just a new and and challenging, but I think authentic element that's been added into this particular uh, activity.
4: And I think that ultimately teachers can use their judgment and think about if it's appropriate for them to do this activity in their class or if it needs to be adjusted. Um, and while it is a difficult activity, I think it can be a really rewarding one. And there's also a lot of other new elements in this curriculum that we're excited about as well. Uh, so tell me about some of those elements. What what are your favorite parts of
1: this
2: curriculum? For me, I think my favorite thing is actually where this unit starts. A lot of existing materials tend to start with Ellis Island, and they can lead students to believe that U.S. immigration stories really don't start until the late 19th or early 20th centuries, and that's just not true. And our unit's really different. We kind of, we worked really hard to paint this bigger historical picture for students. That really challenges them, I think. Um, It challenges them to understand that migration and immigration are issues that have been shaping the history of North America since the first people arrived here thousands of years ago. And I
4: also really like that there's tons of great new imagery throughout the text, um, and some really amazing new primary sources of immigrant stories that are diverse and just really interesting.
3: One story in particular that I remember is of a woman named Helen Cooper, who immigrated from Liberia in 1980 as a child. And a detail that stuck with me is she talks about her mother trying to make their new apartment in Knoxville, Tennessee, more homey. So she cranks up the heat to make it resemble Sugar Beach back home. And she also bakes jiffy corn muffins and vegetable barley soup American style. But Helen yearns for old man Charlie's Liberian pepper soup back home. Overall, the text gives greater voice to the stories of people and their experiences, interweaving these first-hand accounts with more traditional policy perspectives.
0: Yeah, I agree completely with what everyone said, so I'm really, really proud of of what's happened to the curriculum. I think it helps make sense of the policy issues by giving them context and in people's experiences. Um, connected to that, one of my favorite parts is an oral history activity in which students go and interview an immigrant. It could be someone in their family. It could be someone in their classroom. It could be a neighbor. But I think it's a really terrific activity because it's building the kinds of skills that we want students to have. Um, but it's also helping them understand the current debate uh, and the current experiences in a way that's more authentic as it affects real people on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, I guess I would say overall, the greatest strength of this curriculum is that by using both historical and contemporary perspectives, it's, you know, we take this massive, really complex issue, which I think, as we've said over and over, can be kind of daunting to talk about in the classroom. And we package it in a way that, you know, we think will provide an entry point for students and teachers from lots of different types of backgrounds to have a really engaging, authentic, and constructive discussion.
1: Well, I'd like to thank you all very much for giving us a peek inside the writer's room. I've been talking with the Choices writers about their new curriculum, Immigration and the U.S. Policy Debate, which will be available in late September. You can find this and other curriculum at our website, choices.edu. The Choices program is based at Brown University's School of Professional Studies and the Watson Institute for International and Public Affairs. This was Inside the Writer's Room. Thank you for listening.